Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. We're speaking with Catherine Wild. She is president and CEO of the Partnership for New York City. Catherine, welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. Thank you. For our listeners who may not be as familiar with the Partnership for New York City, would you just please tell us a little bit about your group? Sure. The Partnership is the city's business leadership organization. It's major employers and business investors in the city who come together to support the city's growth, its uh, safety, uh, to help, help the city be the greatest city in the world. Catherine, I know the Partnership for New York City has recently surveyed more than 160 major Manhattan office employers about remote work. And what did your survey find? Well, in the first instance, we found that about half of the office employees are back at work, back in the office on the average weekday. So that's a big improvement from the last two and a half years where it's been very slow going. Last April, only 38% were back. Today, it's 49%. So we've made real progress. And if you are in Manhattan on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, it'll feel pretty much like it did pre-pandemic. Lots of activity on the streets and sidewalks. Monday, Friday, not so much. I saw that your survey found that only 9%, as a matter of fact, of employees are actually in the office five days a week. Why do you think that is? You know, habits are hard to break. And we had over two years where people were essentially called back to work and then that policy was reversed because of new variants of the COVID. So people have been working remotely, mostly from home, but some have given up the leases on their apartments and moved to other places. Um, People have been working remotely for two and a half years. They haven't had to commute. They haven't had to get on the subway. And then, of course, as we saw that crime increased, uh, concerns about crime and and, uh, mentally ill people on the subways, on the streets, you began to see people say, well, do I really want to be in that environment? So it wasn't in the last, particularly in the last six months, it's not the fear of catching the virus that was keeping people at home. It was other reasons, other concerns. Is the return to the office in person projected to increase at least gradually through the rest of this year? And then what did your survey project through 2023 and beyond? Yes, well, we're seeing that there is uh, more and more employees. Employees are saying, I may be missing something by not being in the office. Uh, they're think, starting to think about their career advancement and how relationships are important to that, about how mentoring and learning uh, are important on the job. So we're seeing more people back in the office. We project by the end of the year, it'll be more than half of the employees are in on the average weekday, and that'll probably continue to go to increase. So we do think that 
we're not seeing an end of office culture. We're not seeing a threat to the future of uh, the Manhattan Central Business Districts. We're seeing a slow return, and especially, I, I they announced yesterday the MTA and the governor had press conferences, and and they have they have been able to demonstrate that they are seeing reduction of crime in the subways, reduction of homelessness in the subways. That's going to help with bringing people back. So if we get the city back in shape, if people feel comfortable, they're going to come back to the office. Not perhaps every day, but more and more. So we think that this is a um, we're, we're on the right path. According to your survey, Catherine, did employers say that they plan to offer a hybrid office schedule down the road? There's really not a permanent commitment. Employers are saying that they're offering about 77 percent of employers are now saying they're offering a hybrid schedule. And before the pandemic, that was less than 10 percent offered that kind of hybrid schedule. So that is a change. And a hybrid schedule means a flexible schedule. But it's not necessarily going to be committing to you'll only have to be in the office three days a week or two days a week. That's going to that's gonna remain in flux. So I think we're going to see some additional flexibility, some opportunities to have fewer days in the office, but it's not going to be as dramatic as it's been for the last two years. Did you look at a breakdown of what types of businesses have more workers back in the office more days per week versus less? We did, and it'll be no surprise that the real estate industry that has the most to lose if offices are not filled is by far the highest percentage of workers back in the office. Uh, After that, it's lawyers, then finance. The slowest to come back are the technology firms. And, you know, if, if somebody's spending the day sitting in front of a computer and not talking to their colleagues, they might as well be working from home is the is the attitude, I think. So that's um, so it really does depend on on the industry as to whether somebody is out and about. But, of course, we got to remember that a large number of workers don't have the option of staying home. If they're a nurse or a doctor, if they are, uh, if they work in the subway system, uh, driving a train, if they are retail worker, they got to be on premises. So I think I think that's going to put overall pressure. We don't want our society divided into the professionals who can work from home and the people that have to be serving them physically on premises. So I think long range we're going to we're going to see again the workplace is going to be considered an important place to be present. Catherine, anything else you'd like to point out to our listeners regarding your recent survey? Well, I think the thing I'd like to point out that we haven't talked about is we also asked employers if they were planning on reducing their real estate space or reducing their headcount and only 10% we're looking at reductions. Most employers either weren't sure, but more than a third of them said, we're going to expand our headcount in New York City. We're going to expand our real estate footprint. So I think in New York, we have a lot to be optimistic about. Catherine, thank you very much for being with the 77 WABC Early News. Great to be with you.